Welcome to Amazon Seller Insights. This is a series where we chat with experts who are crushing it on Amazon or in the e-commerce space, and we had to get some real insights, a few stories, and some inspiration that will help to fuel your Amazon business. A quick shout out for Zonguru. Zonguru is an all-in-one toolset for Amazon private label sellers, a world-class, powerful toolset to help you scale through data insights and automation. Check us out at zonguru.com and start your free trial. All right, if you're looking for product ideas and inspiration, check us out at Zonguru on our Instagram channel. It is a pure feed of the latest, greatest products that sell on Amazon and why they sell. Check it out at Zonguru. And I'm excited today to have Yael Kabili all the way from Israel. She spends the time between Israel and New York, um, but she is the founder of an intellectual property and, um, uh, you know, an e-commerce firm uh, to really help e-commerce businesses navigate all the legal ramifications that we need to make sure that we have in place to have a successful business. So I'm excited to jump to this. I know it's a, it's a critical topic and we are all fearful of, you know, getting suspended by Amazon. Um, so what can we actually do to ensure that we can avoid those suspensions as much as possible? It's going to be 20 minutes. We're going to cover that. So welcome, Yale. Nice to have you on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Yeah. And what, uh, what city are you in, in Israel? What, 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 what city? We're, uh, so I live in Tel Aviv. Uh, the firm is at Herzliya, which is uh, north of Tel Aviv. Okay. I've heard that Tel Aviv is one of the best party cities in the world. If you haven't been it there, is. it is worse. It is. You should come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and partying in the right kind of sense, you know, it's not going too crazy, but it's uh, going late for sure. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think, you know, let, let's jump into this. You know, our audience are, are private label Amazon sellers. They create their own brands on Amazon. Um, they are absolutely uh, those customers who are looking to scale and create a long-term business, starting with Amazon, potentially moving beyond Amazon, you know, having a, a full-on e-commerce brand. Um, and, you, you know, there's pros and cons of Amazon, right? There's definitely the pros outweigh the cons, hands down. Um, it is the best place to start your business from a capital perspective, from a growth perspective. That's where you need to start. Um, and you could stay just there, but, um, you know, what is important on the con side is that you can get suspended. It's happened to me. It's happened to many people. There's Reddit after Reddit after Reddit thread of all of these horror stories of what can happen to you, uh, as a, as a business on Amazon. And typically, uh, a lot of those suspensions could have been avoided if they just educated themselves in the right way. So if we can dive in from your area of expertise um, around, you know, maybe it's the, the three to five things that you absolutely need to do with your business to set it up in the beginning so that you can reduce your potential to get uh, suspended, number one. And number two, if you do get suspended, things that could help you to to get unsuspended, right? I think that if you set yourself up in the right way, you can absolutely avoid that. So let's dive into that. Teach us and uh, and hopefully uh, keep us from uh, from owning our, you know, keep us informed so we know how to own our intellectual property and avoid suspensions as well. Right. Um, so so first of all, I'll start, I guess, with a statistic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm very much a statistic person. So when a client asks me, you know, for uh, for an advice, I always just give the full picture and explain what we see. Um, and what I can tell you is that although there are suspensions, most of them can be fixed. Not all of them, but the great majority can be fixed. 
Um, if you're going to do what I tell you today in, I hope, 20 minutes, um, you're probably going to reduce most of the, the IP uh, suspensions. So, uh, right. so I think it's a lot about knowledge. Um, and one of the things sellers get confused about is the terminology and what is what and what's covered. Um, so I'll just speak about three main topics, trademarks, copyrights, and patents. Um, and I'll explain maybe how, how to avoid the suspension in each area. Okay. Right. Um, so, so let's start with copyrights because it's the most common. We see it a lot and it's super easy to avoid it. Copyrights, they actually protect uh, text, photos, and graphic designs. Okay. Where do, where do sellers fall with all three of them, basically? Um, lately, we've seen a lot of suspensions about just using three, four words from another competitor. They remove your listing for that. Okay. So just the, what you have to do is basically don't use text, photos, or graphic designs of other people. And it sounds, you know, it sounds stupid. It sounds like the basics, but it's not because most of us, you know, when we write, um, when we write the, the listing, uh, we look at what's out there. We look at the keywords, right? We, we try to, uh, to form, some of the sellers are trying to form um, the text from several listings. Don't use text from other people. Don't use the photos and don't use the graphic design. The thing about copyrights, as opposed to patents and trademarks, you do not need to register a copyright to be protected. And most sellers don't know that. So they think, you know, who said he's protected with his text? I mean, who? I didn't see a registration of his photo. And But, but that seller doesn't need a registration. So if I took a picture of you right now, okay, with a nice car behind you, I own the copyright uh, in that photo. And if you use it uh, on, on your website, on your listing, I can remove it and I can sue you for copyright infringement, even if I haven't done anything. Um, if I actually want to sue you in court, I need to register, but that's just technical. Basically, I have the rights from the moment I took that picture. And uh, graphic design is something that we still up. And that when that happens, we can't really help because uh, let's say you you've designed a uh, paper plate right uh, with uh, with a great cat on it, okay? And I copy the same cat on my paper plate and I start selling it. I didn't copy it from you, by the way. Just the manufacturer proposed to me, you know, to take that design. He never said that it's yours. Um, and so I start selling uh, the the paper plate with your cat. You can't remove my listing. It takes about two hours, maybe an hour, sometimes even less, I'm out and I have all those products with your cat on it and I and there's nothing I can do. So what we do, by the way, in those cases, um, we try to negotiate if that's plain infringement and it's exactly the same thing. We try to negotiate with the copyright owner uh, to have a license, like to pay maybe for every unit that you sell until you sell out and then you change it. Uh, what's interesting with copyrights uh, is that Sellers infringe the copyrights and then they uh, they learn. So they design their own copyright and then they become the copyright owner and they remove others. Um, and we've seen that in many cases with IP, people who do mistakes. The second time they're, you know, they're on the other side and, and they're enforcing. Um, so I've got a question on that and, and it actually just came up yesterday, but um, 
so the reverse, right? Um, you know, someone has stolen my image, my images, my, 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 yeah. my images and, and I'm brand registered, right? And I've actually reported that this happened to uh, a good friend of mine yesterday. He reported someone using his images to Amazon. And it sounds like the process is they will flag that to the, to the, you know, the person and, and the person just says like, Hey, you know, I didn't realize it was a, an infringement over here. Um, you know, uh, there's no, I haven't seen a copyright on this. There's nothing there. So I'm going to continue to use the images. If you want to take this further, you need to sue me. And so he's like, well, I'm not going to sue him. So he's just like, well, this guy's using my images and Amazon's allowing that. So how right. do they? So, so, so no. So, the, so what happens here is one seller who didn't file it correctly, probably, and another seller who doesn't know what he's saying. Uh, the, the real thing is that if you file, by the way, on my website, there is a page of like two paragraphs and that's it, where I explain how to file it if somebody steals your photo. Um, and, and so you, it, it's a plain form. What you really have to do is to give a link to the, to the listing of that guy who stole your picture, a link to your listing and a declaration that it's yours on the bottom. And that's it. And you file it that, need that to, way. Do you need to have the copyright? No. You do not okay. need copyrights. Um, you need you need a copyright registration only if you're going to go to to court. If gotcha. you want to sue, they ask for the the registration. But on Amazon, just a declaration, and they remove the photo. Usually, they don't remove the entire listing, just the the photo from from one of the photos. Um, so what the seller, the other seller, is saying is just not true. And and the and and your uh, your friend, uh, you can tell him to just refile the complaint. He can look on our website. But that it's super super easy. It's his copyright. If it's the same, it's the same. The problem is when there are changes. Um, you know, gotcha. some of them just make several changes, and then Amazon are like, oh no, it's different. There's a here the here it's gray, and here it that's where it becomes tricky, and Amazon doesn't act on it. Um, yeah, cool. And interestingly, yeah. you know, um, you might be interested in the service, but from Zonguru, we have a, a service called IP Monitor, which literally will go out and you can set your settings, but it will flag to you if anybody's actually stolen your images um, and then let you know so you can go after them and, and, uh, and you know, get yeah, them. So maybe removed. we should publish the next, like the, you know, how to do it. Sure. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be happy to give it to Zonguru uh, uh, clients. Okay, um, so, uh, so, so that's about uh, a copyright. So, so all you have to remember, never, even if the manufacturer tells you it's my image, you can use it, no problem. Don't do it. Sometimes, sometimes it's you know the previous client's picture. Never, never use it. not the picture, not the graphic design, not the text. That's easy. Okay, mm -hmm. I told you that. You'll remember. Um, now moving to trademarks. Trademarks as opposed to copyrights you're mostly protected if you have a registration. Uh, there's a caveat there. If somebody's using the trademark, actual use in the in United States, according to US laws, is also protected uh, by common law rights. So if you have, um, so if you're gonna choose a brand, okay, let's, let's say you choose the brand Zonguru and you're gonna sell uh, microphones, okay? Um, you have what you have to do is first to do a search on Google. Make sure that nobody is selling microphone under that name. It's fine if somebody is selling, I mean, cars. Okay, that's a completely different. There's no likelihood of confusion, right? Sure. There's there's on Google for that. There's a, people won't get confused. So you, first, you you search on on Google, 
And then what you want to do is to make sure that uh, this trademark is not taken. Um, if you start, I can tell you, we've seen that many times. If you start with a trademark that's taken and somebody is filing a complaint, a trademark complaint on, on, on your listing um, and you're a new seller, you're out. Amazon mm -hmm. want, will suspend you and won't reinstate you. If you do it later, not on your first month, you'll you'll get reinstated eventually and they won't close the entire account. But uh, but they, they're, they're not forgive, forgiving if it's you know just the first month. So going back to trademarks, what you have to do is first go on Google, make sure it's it's not taken and then go on the USPTO. Um, mm -hmm. On the USPTO website, which is the US Patent and Trademark Office trademark, there's the database of trademarks. Uh, what's very important when you do the search, if you do it yourself and, and you don't use any lawyer, is to make sure that you're looking for the same but also similar trademarks. So, for example, um, if you're Zonguru and selling microphone and there's Zonguru selling microphones or something close, uh, that will that will block your trademark, right? sure. and they can also file a lawsuit against you for infringement because there's a likelihood of confusion, right? If I'm Nike and you're Nike with 2K, that's that's confusing. That can be right. So um, when you do a search, if you do it, try to think of all the different, uh, you know, of all the similar names that can come up. It's hard, you know, if you do it yourself. Zon Gura, Zon, starting with Zon, you know. That's why most of the people use lawyers to do that search. Mm. And, and, and I'll give you a tip about that that's very important. Some of the lawyers, um, us included, but many of the lawyers, what they do is the search is included in the price of the trademark, even if you do it before. So what I strongly suggest to sellers, do the search at the beginning, before you choose the name, before it's on your products, before you manufacture it and it's too late, um, do the search. And then later you can do the trademark. You know, it's, you know, it's not taken. You can do the trademark. What happens if you don't, you know, we've seen cases and that's not about suspension, but it's about a great catastrophe. And I have to say that I say it all the time so that, you know, people will avoid it. Um, if you choose a trademark and it turns out that the trademark is already taken later, you, and you have, you've launched it, you have like 200, 300 reviews, it's already selling and the trademark is just not trademarkable. <laughs> you can't register it. You cannot change the brand anymore on Amazon. Um, you can ask them only if it's super close, they'll allow you, but a new brand, they won't allow it. It's against the terms of service. Even if you manage to do it, you just broke the terms of service. So, so, so what you actually have to do is to start a new listing, which really sucks. So yeah. So what you really had to do is just to do a search in the first place, right? You thought about a name, it's a great name, do the search. So if you'd like to get exclusive access to episodes early, go to our private Facebook group, Amazon Seller Network, subscribe today, and you can get episodes as soon as they're released, as well as be able to interact with our whole massive community right there in that private Facebook group. Give the audience like, you know, on a trademark, like, you know, Typically, what's the cost, right? Because it used to it's be a lot more expensive. expensive. It's come down, you know, people are like, hey, should I just launch my product? Should I do my trademark later? You know, I'm like, you look, it's about, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to stop you from um, moving forward with your product, do the continue with your product, but, you know, um, at least do the research, right? So at least you know that, you're, that, that it's there. But 
you know, it's the typical cost is, is not that much. How much, how much is it to get to get a trademark? So, so you have, so you have the official fee, you now the governmental fees, 350. Most firms we, we charge, most firms charge about $600 for, for the trademark. Um, some firms charge extra later for uh, office sections. So you have to read really the, you know, the, the footnotes of what they're charging, but you know, generally speaking, it's like 600 and 350 uh, of official fees, and that's it. In some firms, it includes already the search uh, as right. part of the. So what you have to do, really, you pay the 180 for the search, okay? And then you stop, and then you can come back after you started selling, and then they'll retract the 180, okay? Right. Um, that, and then, and then yeah. if you, so, so obviously it's not a global trademark, right? So if you're selling on .com, yeah. get a US. If you're selling in Europe, right. get the European, right? Yeah, there's a pan-European trademark uh, that covers like 27 countries. It used to cover the UK as well, but they're out. Um, yes. So, so, it, but it covers all the other uh, marketplaces. So you have to, you have to cover, uh, you, you have to do a European trademark and a UK trademark. Got it. Okay. So not that expensive. Like, it really, it's not that expensive. Yeah. It's, it's worth doing. I mean, you know, people, people don't do these tiny things and then, you know, to lose 800 on Amazon, you're going to lose it in a day if you suspend it. So yeah, just get yeah. it done. Um, yeah. Okay. So copyrights, trademarks, what, what else you got? So the third one is patents. Uh, and this one is super tricky because, you know, as, as a private label, what people teach you in all courses and all coaching and, and, and all, YouTube's is basically to look on Amazon what's selling, right? Um, and then find on whatever Alibaba or other uh, ways of sourcing a good supplier that sells the same thing, and then you improve it, right? You want to make it better, um, and then and then you sell. But basically, you sell something that already exists. Um, so some of the sellers are innovating and changing the shape and changing something. But many of the sellers, I guess the great majority, don't do that, at least not in the beginning. Um, it costs, I mean, it can cost money to do a new mold and, you know, really change the product. So what they'll do is change the packaging, make it better, change the colors, um, just minor changes that are not significant in terms of patents. The problem is sometimes they sell and they sell. And then one day there's somebody, you know, knocking on the door. Hi, I have a patent for that shape of, of the product, or I have a utility patent for, for the mechanics of these products. And if that happens, um, it can be a problem if it's infringing. Because again, going back to the copyrights, if it's indeed infringing, um, you know, that's the product. It's not like you can change something on your listing. That's that's the product. So what we do in those cases, first of all, if there's a if it's a patent case and, uh, you know, and somebody says so there are two types of patents, there's utility patent and there's design patent. The utility patent is the one we know that covers a certain technology or a certain process. Mm -hmm. And the design patent covers the shape of the product. So if you have for example, you have that bottle, okay? The shape of that product with here and that, you know, this particular shape can be protected through a design patent, okay? And so if you copy the the, the shape of the, the, the same shape, if you use the same shape on your product and you call it Zonguru, you would be infringing their design mm -hmm. patents, right? Um, so if that happens, what we do is, First of all, if it's a design patent, we, we look at it and we see if there are differences. If there are significant differences, 
you might not be infringing. And in that case, what we do is we send an opinion to Amazon explaining why it's not infringing and Amazon reinstates it. Okay. So if it's not the same, it's not the end of the world, you may well be reinstated. But if it's the same, you have to check if that patent is really valid. Sometimes people go and register patents for something that had already been you know existing and that's not allowed if it was already published before it was filed then it shouldn't be live so if you can sometimes you can attack it if it was registered in bad faith because it existed you can we can file uh, for a cancellation invalidation of that patent okay so first thing is to check if that really a strong patent and and if it is then we negotiate a license and if it's not we attack the patent and, and invalidate it. That's basically it. We've seen cases where um, some, some bad actors went and registered patents for things that have existed for years and then removed the entire industry. So we were very aggressive. We're, you know, we, we canceled it pretty fast. And, we, um, and in some cases, all we have to do is to go to the patent owner and say, listen, I know that your patent shouldn't be there. I'll invalidate it unless you reinstate me tonight. And so they'll do it because they have 25 other sellers who don't know that and they're down. And then it's only me and him. <laughs> yeah. So he cleaned the market and you're there. Um, so how can you avoid it? Here, again, it's not as easy as copyrights, not as easy as trademarks. Uh, you have several options. One option is to hire a patent attorney that would do a search for your product. So you, you, you tell the patent attorney what the product is, and then they run a search. The best is to focus on the particular company that you know is the original company. So for example, if I, I wanted to sell that bottle and it belongs to Copco, and I know Copco is the original, it looks like a private label thing. Uh, but, uh, but if that's the original product and that's the original designer, and, and I kind of know because I did the research, you know, I know, I know my market, then we could do a search pretty easily uh, for all the patents of that particular company. Okay. So you can go on the USPTO or, or on Google patent and just type the name of the product and, and that company, and they'll show you all the patents of that particular company. And I can tell you that, you know, private labels, when doing a patent search is super difficult and you have to, even I don't do it. We have a patent attorney that does it. You have to know what you're doing, but when sellers are suspended, they become the best searcher in the world. They they find it within two seconds. Um, so so I'm saying let's spend you know before you spend money, just spend half an hour, an hour on on Google Patent and on the USPTO and try to find you know the the patents of the relevant company that um, mm. you know that that you focus on, um, and then. And then you know what's out there and you can be careful to do something else or redesign it or just not sell that particular product. So remember that the next time you choose a product, by the way, also search if, if the companies are mentioning the patent. Um, most of the patent owners actually write on the website or on Amazon patented or, mm. or there's a, you know, or patent pending, which means that it's in the process or there's a patent number. Um, so just you know, just remember that when you when when you're launching your new product, to make sure that there's no patent, that your trademark is free and available, 
and don't copy uh, designs of, uh, you know, graphic designs, photos, and text. Excellent. So, so okay. So, so let's say I'm a seller. I've listened to your advice, uh, and I've and I've got a trademark. I've got a patent. Um, you know, I'm obviously not copying anybody's listings, that kind of stuff. What, what is the, how do I protect myself in the best way with Amazon? How do I, you know, is it best just to get brand registered using the trademark? Is that the only thing to do? Um, and so I, ha- and I have two questions. One is what do I need to do with Amazon. So they're aware that I'm, I have these patents, I have everything so that, you know, everything's set up that if someone steals it or uses it, or if someone blames me for using it, that I can show that. So I'm really well supported by Amazon. And number two, if I do get any infringements against me, you know, it's the, the hell scenario of trying to speak to the right person at Amazon to right. get this thing figured out. Like, do you have any tips on that one? So those are the two questions. How do yeah. I get supported better? If you get yeah. suspended, right. So let's start with the first one. Um, you know, there is so, so the, the brand registry, many people think about it, you know, things that are not. The brand registry is simply a system, you know, we've been able, you've been able to file the same complaints before the brand registry. It's just a platform where you do it easily, but it's the same thing that we've seen before. You can file a complaint for trademark, you can file a complaint for copyright and for patent through it or not through it. You can still do it, by the way, through the link of uh, infringement. So so the, so the brand registry is just just a, a nice way of doing that, but that's the same thing. So, um, so you want to get brand registry. By the way, you want it for the for the enhanced brand content. Yeah. You want it for other things as well, but you want it for infringement. So, so there's your trademark there. You know, it's registered. There's a number, and you can just file the complaints through there. You can also file complaints for copyrights through there. No need for any registration. You just Click on the copyright and and just write which listing and you do it just like I said earlier. For patent, it's tricky. Uh, every time I say it, um, there's um, so I, I was speaking about two types of patents. Remember, there's the design mm. patent and the utility mm-hmm. patent. Design patents, Amazon understands. There's a photo. There's a product. Let's compare the photo with your product. I can get my son to do it. He will tell you if it's the same or not. Um, that's design patent, super easy. So the guys at Amazon, you've filed a complaint for the design patent. If the image looks like it's the same product, the same shape of the product, then the guys at Amazon will remove it. Okay. So then you're fine. You'll do, you can do it through the, the brand registry. You can do it through the external link, whatever you want. Super easy. If it's not the same and there are differences, sometimes they'll reject it. Okay. So a design patent, you know, it's, Restricted to pretty much what's what you see is what you get, right? Your photo yeah. that if it's the same, you're protected. If it's not, you won't be protected. Um, so if it's small differences, very, very small, you'll still be protected, very likely to succeed with your complaint. Um, utility patent is um so Amazon over the years they changed their policy. At the beginning, they every time you file the utility patent, they would remove the other side. Um, and then when you try to reinstate, they don't know how to do it because utility patents are super complex. There's a claim and they have to analyze the claim. So they don't know how to reinstate you. They don't know if it's an infringement. Just remove it. So it was, it was hell until today. They sometimes do it and we see some bad actors just using random patents that don't even belong to them. And they file complaints against competitors and then super hard to reinstate because the guys at Amazon 
don't know patents. Uh, what Amazon did, they, they're aware of that and they created the patent evaluation process. Um, it, the, this process was created about a year ago. It's not automatic. You have to apply for it. We applied for it for several clients of ours. And once you're in it, there is a process which is, uh, which is pretty simple. You pay as the patent owner, you file a complaint. You don't pay yet. You file a complaint against like 10 people. And then those people, the sellers, receive a notice saying, if you want to fight, fight. You have to, uh, you have to lodge $4,000 to Amazon, give $4,000 to Amazon, and then we'll look at your complaint. Okay. Let's say the seller says, I want to fight. Here's the $4,000. Then you, the complainant, gets an email saying, okay, this guy, you know, wants to fight it. He lodged the $4,000. Please do it as well. Okay. Please submit $4,000 as well. The two parties start uh, start a process. There's an arbitrator from Amazon, okay? And then he decides if it's infringing or not infringing. Um, and if the arbitrator has decided that it's infringing, you as a complainant get back your $4,000 and the other guy pay the, his $4,000 to the arbitrator and then the listing is suspended, okay? It gets mm-hmm. closed. If you lose and the arbitrator says, that uh, the patent uh, that there's no infringement of patent, you lose your four thousand dollars, and the pat the the listing gets it, it remains alive all the time. It's live by the way all the time until they decide, which is nicer than what they used to do. So for patent, it was a bit more complex, but but that's basically it. So there's design patent, super easy. Just file it. A few minutes later, you know if it's okay or not. For TD patent, there's this crazy process which is actually in favor of the patent owner because if nobody fa- lodges the, the, the $4,000, if they don't submit the $4,000, it, it gets closed. Um, so sometimes you file against 20 and only two fights and, and then the other 18, they just disappear. Yeah. If you'd like to get access to the latest 60 hot products that you could sell on Amazon right now, check out our link at zonguru.com forward slash get forward slash hot dash products right now and get access to a beautiful ebook where you'll get the most amazing products and why they sell on Amazon all for free. Check it out right now. The the last question there, let's say I get suspended. How do I, do you have any tips of how to avoid, you know, the AI typical response of, uh, of Amazon that can get you in this, this loop of death where you can never actually get a physical person to help you with your suspension? How do you, how do you kind of like approach a suspension? So there's a so there's a myth about suspensions. Um, it the the actual suspension on all all kinds of suspensions, not not only IP. The actual suspension um, is so for intellectual property suspensions. It's usually based on the complaint of someone. Somebody complained for trademark. Somebody you use the Velcro word on your listing and Velcro complaint. Somebody complained there, mm-hmm. um, and then they remove you. When you submit uh, an appeal, there's actually a person reading it. The mm. response they send is a template, but but it's a person, re- you know, looking mm-hmm. at your appeal. If you got the same template again and again, it means that your your plan of action or your appeal or whatever you submitted wasn't accepted. Mm-hmm. I we found that with intellectual property, since it's a legal thing, 
Amazon wants a legal thing basically to to get you reinstated. It's easier for them, you know. They mm-hmm. they have, you know, there's there's this lawyer. He says it's not infringing. There's an opinion here. I can reinstate it um, if they think you're right, right? They were they're not reinstated everything uh, we 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 claim not to be infringing, but the great majority. Um, so so I think that with patents and trademarks and copyrights with the legal stuff. Um, if you want to go faster, just submit uh, a legal letter and they'll reinstate okay. you. Okay, um, good. Yeah. This has been super helpful. Um, you know, how, how do, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to use your service? You know, uh, this is obviously an area of expertise that um, is becoming, you know, as Amazon becomes more and more seasoned, there are more bad actors, more competitors, more people who know how to game the system who can get you out of the way. Um, so it's a critical part. So how do they get hold of you? How do they use your service? Um, you can, they can email me, Yael at e-kabili.com or uh, on Facebook, Yael Kabili. Uh, I'm available or, or Instagram or uh, Telegram or WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> great, yeah. great. Okay, good stuff. Well, um, yeah, best of luck. I think it's a super interesting uh, industry to be in and, uh, and I'm sure it it's going to be a wild ride in the future for, for you. But um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing the knowledge and, and hopefully you. we can have you back. And I'm going to follow up with that friend of mine and get him to resubmit his his case. So uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah please do. <laughs> Thanks very much, John. Thanks for having me. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts and subscribe today to check out all of our other episodes.